This is the Uplink Marketing Podcast. In today's episode, we sit down with Freddie Castro. Freddie is a dad, husband, musician, and brand designer. He currently leads the creative team at Stone Creek Church in Milton, Georgia. To learn more about Freddie and to see his brand work, visit MinorATL.com. And now to our episode. I'm Freddie. I am... I guess technically from Alpharetta now. Um, I live here in Alpharetta, where we're at, and um, I have a lovely wife, an amazing daughter, a boy on the way. Let's go. Name a secret. So sorry, you can't know. Um, <laughs> Do you and, wait until uh, the baby is born to tell anybody? Do you already have a name uh, picked we've told out? Some, I should well, say. we've told yeah, we've told some people. Okay. Um, we did. We kept it a secret from everyone with our first kid but this one we're like yeah that'll be okay yeah yeah did so. you get any weird reactions from people that's no, usually, that's, that's always a scary why. thing right yeah, it's like yeah. <laughs> you're like scared to tell them and you tell them and they're like oh okay is there a yeah, reason like, you yeah. don't want to tell people uh well with our first kid it was like we just i think my wife just didn't want to like get those reactions if mm-hmm. we said it so but yes. now we're kind of just like eh, you know Let's just go for it. It's yeah, we'll yeah, tell our fun. closest friends and family, and it'll be okay. We did the same so. thing with both of our kids. Yeah. We, you, and people can't hold their mouth whenever you say, like, oh, I'm going to name my son whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, I knew this jerk <laughs> who was named that, like, right. whatever it is. You're Always like, care right. about that. Yeah. yeah so uh, Okay, so yeah. you're Freddie. You, you yeah. have one and a half children, mm-hmm. one here, one on the way. Yep. Wife, yep. Alpharetta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I... Uh, I lead our creative team at Stone Creek Church, just down the road from here. And then I also run a freelance design business uh, called Minor Creative. And that's primarily like brand and logos and things like that. Cool. Yes. So Minor Creative, that is a a great jumping point for this first Mm -hmm. question that I had, had wrote down. What does creating something mean to you? Yeah. Creating something to me means, I think there's a couple of different ways you could go about this so one would be expression so artistic expression that's I think that's really great and and all that Um, but then because of the field that I'm in which is design um, I think there's design as well which is you're creating solutions for people Hmm. Um, so I think there's a difference I think they go hand in hand sometimes but I also think there's a distinct um, difference there because I think design is about solution and while we can make things look pretty and really great, we need to bring solutions. So, hmm. yeah. So expression and design, mm-hmm. those are the two categories yeah, that you broke it down so. into. Yeah. I've not ever thought about those two as separates. Mm-hmm. Expression is an, an intriguing one to me. And maybe yeah. this is where I've heard people say like true art has, it, it looks beautiful and it has some functional yeah, element yeah, to it. Yeah, form and function. Yeah. Form and, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that would be, do you think that there are forms of expression that don't have function that are still, well, I guess I was going to say they're mm-hmm. still useful. Sure, I, I guess yeah, yeah. all forms of expression yeah. have some sort of function oh, still, yeah, even if sure. it's not yeah. a physical function. Yeah. Sometimes it's a, sometimes the function is, oh, I need to uh, write this song to uh help me process what is going on in my life you know Mm. that's what i've done in the past with expression um so it's not to say that none of them have function it's more like design i think is a little more um a little more objective and less subjective 
if sure. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it's almost like these are your two motivations for creating. Yeah, yeah. So sure. you, you draw from expression or you draw from mm-hmm. this motivation yeah. of designing yeah. something. For sure. And I think there's times where it's both. Yeah, you know? totally. So, I can yeah. see that. And then I think there's this element too with expression that's the, the function of expressing oneself mm. is a gift like the function of it is to to tell other people that yeah. you're not alone in whatever you're going through. For That's sure. a, a beautiful yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. part of creating as yeah. well. That's so good. Talking about your inspiration, so these are t- mm-hmm. these are your two motivations. These yep. are th- what you pull from as yeah. you create. Uh, where do you find inspiration? How do you find inspiration yeah. in either of those categories? Sure. Whenever you're like, I need to create, mm-hmm. or or whatever it is, what what inspires you? Yeah, other than Pinterest. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I've talked about this with a couple of friends of mine. Um, you know, for me, inspiration actually, I think it depends on one where like what season of life you're in. And so um, some people have the ability to just like go find inspiration and like travel and just see other places, see other cultures, do all that. But then when you get to kind of like our season of life, right, where it's like you're married or you have kids, you're not always able to just like go and do stuff like that. For me, I actually have found that my insp- I'm most inspired when I'm doing things that make me come alive and I'm doing things that make me rest, if that makes sense. So a lot of times I think like I work with a lot of young creatives at the church I'm at and oftentimes I if they're kind of feeling stuck on something, I, I always could just kind of say, hey, you need to go like take a five minute walk. Because, you know, if you don't, if you're just cranking it out all the time and you're producing and producing and producing, you're not making any room to get and receive inspiration anywhere. Hmm. So sometimes you may find inspiration from just taking 10 minutes, going to the Starbucks next door and you might hear a conversation that might spark something in you, you know, or you're taking a walk somewhere and it's like, oh man, like I just got this idea for a song about these trees that I'm looking at, you know, like you just never know where it's going to come from. So I think you need to like hit the brakes to find that. So I don't know if that makes any sense, but yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm also kind of thinking, so like that's finding inspiration within yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I'm I'm not a creative type, yeah. and I imagine when you work with potential clients, you know, you're working with people who might be more like me. Like, hey, sure. they they struggle to you know find inspiration to express themselves through artwork. Yeah. Um, when you're working with them, mm-hmm. you know, what process do you go through to try and draw that inspiration out of them so you can kind of help help mm-hmm. create for them? Yeah. To me, um, and everything that I do, so like whether that's design or some other some other art form like music or you know whatever that is um oftentimes uh for me i'm drawing from who i am and so like if i write a song and it doesn't feel like me i'm just kind of kind of like can it and not really work about it or i'll send it to a friend and be like could this be for someone else you know and so a lot of times with those kind of clients where it's like oh man they're not really like uber creative and like Mm -hmm. artsy and stuff like that that's okay i think as if you remind them of like who they are and why they do what they do i think that's going to help because so if you're branding a company or or even a small business owner or an entrepreneur um 
you know, oftentimes, like, this is why I love the branding process, right? Oftentimes, and we've talked about this at lunch before, where it's, I love what I do because I get to help people or point people to where, like, who they are and why they do their business or why they started that thing in the first place. Um, And I think that's, that brings some inspiration because you never know what their story is, right? And that's probably the funnest part is finding out their stories too, so... Yeah, yeah, rarely do we, on our own, take the time to ask ourselves the question who we are and mm-hmm. why we're doing what we're doing. Yes. I think it typically takes somebody else asking the question and saying, For I sure. need the answer. Yeah. So if that was all the value that a branding person mm-hmm. or, or somebody who's creative coming in and yeah. essentially helping to tell your story in a, in a beautiful way sure. uh, that, that engages people and communicates a lot without words. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are mm-hmm. w- things I think of as I think about branding. Yeah. It takes somebody coming in and asking you, who yeah. are you and why asking do you do those what questions. you do? Asking questions, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think we would pause ourselves and ask those. Typically mm-hmm. those questions, if we're going to ask them ourselves, come up whenever we're facing some sort of tragedy or, or life circumstance Absolutely, that we're yeah. unsure of how to navigate mm-hmm. forward. It's like, well, who am yeah. I and why am I doing what I'm doing? Yeah. So I think that's a huge value to people to yeah. be able to to ask those questions mm-hmm. uh, and almost require an answer. Like you're paying yes. me to ask you this question. Exactly. For me yeah. to do anything, mm-hmm. you must answer this. Uh, yeah, for sure. And that's yeah. that's where you got your name for your company almost it too, is. right? It is, yeah, yeah. So, you know, as I kind of, when I started Minor, it was just, it's always kind of been more of a freelance side thing. Um, but when I started it, I wanted to name it something and I wanted it to be meaningful. And and I don't like doing things just to do it. I like it to have some sort of meaning behind it. And so like when Minor came up, kudos to my wife. Um, shout out to Jonna, love you. Um, <laughs> but we were talking about it and, you know, I was kind of in, actually in the middle of this journey in my, you know, mid late 20s where I was kind of really starting to grasp who I was as a person, how I was wired. Enneagram 2, what up? Uh, But as I kind of started discovering like why I do what I do and where that comes from, from who I am, it all made sense. And so the reason why I I like design is because it's about people. And, And it's not just about people. It's about what I always like to do with people in general, whether it's design or not. And that is, I like to call out the golden people. Um, And so that is minor, like not like a minor chord in music, but minor, like a gold minor. Um, So that's kind of what I I see design as is digging the gold out of people and like partnering with them to actually get in the trenches and get down deep and actually discover like, Oh, like, no, this, yeah, this is who I am as a company. Like, Mm. and, and hopefully it not only uncovers um, some really cool things we can communicate visually. Right. But it hopefully it opens up the door for you to be more confident in who you are as a business owner and things like that. So that's what it's all about. It's just, let's find the gold, you know? That's awesome. What a, what a cool metaphor. I even think of the hard work that it takes to, to find gold or to mine gold. Mm -hmm. It's not like you just show up on some mountain or river and 
yeah put a basket like it takes hard work process. to find a yeah. very small piece but that small piece it has so much value for sure uh, exactly in finding small things so yeah. there's that's a that metaphor is uh probably infinitely explorable for uh, sure and and people can take it in a lot of different directions Absolutely. that's a really cool name and brand and way to communicate thanks how to help businesses uh find out who they are and communicate yeah. that visually. Yeah, for sure. That's good. Yeah, it's fun. It's for me it, it, that's the funnest part is when you that moment when you discover or when or when your client discovers or is reminded of who they are and what why they do what they do. The joy that comes from seeing that realization. Yeah. Is, there's nothing like it. Yeah. And then when you get to translate that visually into a logo into a print piece, into whatever that is, a website, some any sort of experience, then, I mean, that's why you do what you do, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, that's really yeah. cool. And I imagine I when I think of creative types and, and people working with meaning, <laughs> it's very difficult to put a price on meaning. Yes. And then you still have to buy groceries for your wife and <laughs> children. Sure. Yeah. What, what role does money play in mm-hmm. this? This is something that I yeah. have a difficult time uh, for sure dealing with or, or justifying mm-hmm. or, or figuring out just yeah. what role does money play mm-hmm. in the creative process yeah. or the, the exchange of value mm-hmm. or like, how do you think about money as a creative? Oh man. You, what money? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> um, no, I, I mean, besides um, the obvious of like, oh, man, I got to keep this thing afloat. I got to keep revenue coming in. Right. Um, I think it's for me, it's um, I'll, I'll approach this in two ways. So on the business side of things, as far as intaking any business, obviously, there is, it's not just the like, um, the straight up like, oh, how much is this, you know, hourly? How much is this flat? You know, it's not just the numbers, but it actually comes down to like what you have mentioned is value. And for me to, um, I think it's so important. I, I walk with a lot of younger creatives and freelancers who ask me about pricing and like yeah. all this stuff and like charging what you're worth and all that. And, and I think there's, there's a, there's a good sentiment there of charging what you're worth. And, and I'm sure you guys understand that, like knowing your value as a company um, and, and you want to make sure you're paying the bills and, and all that. Um, but I think it's just knowing like when you're intaking a client or, or even you're in the middle of a project and things are a little a little wonky and they go way longer than you want it to. Um, I think the the thing you have to ask yourself is um, again why? Because for me, uh, it's yes I I need to do enough to to keep this thing going, um, but I don't want profit to get in the way of relationship. You know, and, and I learned a lot of that from one of my old bosses in the past and uh you know it's the whole idea of relationship over revenue you know and and so i think the more you fight for those relationships um the revenue will take care of itself 
that's in my opinion that may not work for someone who's a little more like analytical and things like that but like for me i truly believe like i mean the reason why i get the jobs that i do is because of my relationships it's not because of how much revenue i'm taking in you know um and so i can do i can figure out things enough to to keep things afloat um so there's that's one aspect to it um but then the other side is is like uh you also want to have a boundary there. You you don't want people to take advantage of you. And so you need to be able to fight for that as well, fight for your value and say, no, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is why I'm good, you know? And that is why I'm not going to charge $50 for a logo. <laughs> you know, like that is why uh, I am not going to take photos for someone for exposure, <laughs> right you know you ever gotten those dms before because um, <laughs> i have uh but but yeah i think that's kind of the role it for me it plays in i think there's the the pragmatic side of oh i need to do this to keep things going and pay the bills um but i also know where i can sacrifice i also know where i can m- do things to make my relationships work yeah. Um, that, so that whole yeah. second one just sounds like branding to me, mm-hmm. like knowing, oh, for sure. knowing who you are, why yeah. you're doing what you're doing and what your value is. Like those, those all come into branding. Absolutely. Uh, and I really like the relationships over revenue. Mm-hmm. I've read a, I read a book by Dale Partridge called people yeah. over profit. Yeah. So th- th- that concept that putting people first is the way to run a business. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And, and well, and I, I feel like, you know, you could almost probably make an argument about um, the people over profit in the long run. That's going to have it. Well, I mean, one, the relationships are important. And you yeah. can ask you, you can, I can go two routes with this. Um, you know, what is this all about? What are we doing here? What's life about? And, you know, relationships and what that means and mm-hmm. what it all means. So there's that avenue. But sure. then when I think about from a business perspective and, you know, being that analytical person yep. that, that I am, mm-hmm. um, you know, for going a profit in the, the short term, mm-hmm. it's probably going to pay dividends in the future. So yeah, that's think good from that perspective too. Yeah, for sure. Um, from future business with that person, mm-hmm. and then that person referring you like, hey, you know, Freddie's a great guy. He's an honest exactly, person. Yeah. and that's going to referrals. You know, probably probably for times to come. So. Exactly. Yeah, that's such a great point, dude. I, I think that's the other thing, right? It's like if you make it right on your first relationship, like that's going to pay so much more in the future. Um, and, and that's why relationship is so important to me. So, yeah, hmm. it's good. Yeah, I think of uh, the apes that Jordan Peterson talks about oftentimes. I don't know if you listen to Jordan Peterson. Yeah, Patrick yeah. and I discuss his concepts and ideas yeah. quite often. And this idea that the most powerful one uh the the leader in the tribe essentially is oftentimes the most empathetic mm. and understanding wow. not the strongest and the biggest and, and and sometimes they're both the same uh sure individual mm-hmm. but to to gain a position of leadership or to gain a position of influence mm-hmm. you're often looking out for the good of everybody Everyone, yeah. not just the good of yourself Absolutely. and i think that principle applies yeah to, to what you're talking about uh, really well. Agreed, you're yeah. looking for the good of who you're working with yeah. and your, and your own sure. good, your family's good, their yeah. family's good, and just work mm-hmm. finding a, a place to meet yeah. where it's like, here's the value. Uh, 
Definitely. Here's what you pay for it. Mm-hmm. And and we both understand that this is for the good of everybody involved. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Let's okay, so it. I'm going to do a, a hard shift here. All right, Because let's do this, it. this question I think I got the most excited about. I almost wanted to start with this question. Mm-hmm. And it, I want you to talk to me about being a musician. Sure. So yeah. I'm, I'm very intrigued. I'm not a musician myself. Mm-hmm. I can't sing and maybe you'd say like oh well you just haven't been taught yet i don't think that's true <laughs> <laughs> i just can't I, sure. I, or hear you know whatever yeah. but i'm moved by music mm-hmm. i love oh, yeah. music absolutely uh, so being a musician i think it's primal marketing yeah. i think what you're doing is the marketing process mm-hmm. in a in in probably the way that it was done before language was developed you're, sure. you're feeling something inside yeah uh, if I could go back and make an assumption, the first music played was uh, a drum, let's mm. say. Mm-hmm. Somebody taking something and hitting it on something sure. else, even if it's not a physical drum. Yeah. And I think it was recreating the heartbeat. I think yeah. Native Americans, mm. they, there's the the drum is the heartbeat. It's sure, the soul. Yeah. They take the drum very seriously. Yeah, it's, it's, it's revered and respected. Yeah. So you're feeling something mm-hmm. and you're expressing that feeling. Yeah. And other people somehow feel what the person who's creating mm-hmm. the music is feeling. It's, yeah. it's a very mysterious process. So mysterious. I think I wrote in the, the email to you. I was like, what a freaking mystery. Yep. You're, you're mystery. feeling something. Yeah. You pick up this instrument of whatever kind, bang on <laughs> sure. it, pull some strings, mm-hmm. and then I somehow feel the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a crazy process. Talk yeah. to me about that. Man, yeah, it, it really is a mystery. Um, and I think that's why something like songwriting is so intriguing to me because you aren't just that when you start songwriting or when you started like I did in eighth grade writing about some girl I had a crush on uh, <laughs> who did not like me at all uh, you know you go from that where it's just it's just straight up like this is just kind of like how I'm feeling mm-hmm. um, but when you start to be intentional with it and you start saying you start being more poetic with your language or you start getting into producing um, the song and it's like, oh no, actually what this section needs here in this chorus is a cymbal swell or something like that. Um, All of that, like the intentionality, when you add that to the expression and the feeling, oh my gosh, you're going to make other people feel that, you know? And, And I think that's what's so beautiful about music is that um it's a language that everyone understands whether or not they understand the lyrics right because you can um and maybe that's not for everyone but like i could listen to uh, a classical piece and just be like in the car and just cry my face off because i'm feeling like what the cellos are expressing and i'm feeling what happens when like the French horns come in on this one section and you're like, Oh my gosh, that is gorgeous. Um, or the even more mysterious thing is when you wrote a song for one reason Mm -hmm. and someone else catches ear to it. And they're, and then when they approach you about it and they're like, man, this song meant so much to me in this way. And it was completely not the way that you wrote it. You're like, wow, that's powerful. Because when, uh, you know, like, obviously I'm in church. And so this happens a lot with worship and church music where it's like, man, like one thing 
one thing that we do musically can literally shift someone's faith, which is insane to me, um, or or bring them out of something that they were some struggle they were going through, um, or bring healing to a place that needed healing. Like, how does music do that? How does like a three and a half minute Katy Perry pop song impact someone so hard? Um, I I think that's why why I love it. I think that's why songwriting is so important um to me songwriting and producing things like that are kind of like branding too so yeah yeah. well (laughs) i can't separate marketing from anything that you said yeah yeah. it's it's taking i awake to something within Mm -hmm. i become aware of something within yep and then i express that to Mm -hmm. others yeah and somehow it it awakes mm-hmm. something within them. Yeah. So, so we're we're awaking emotions. We're For sure. we're the most powerful mar- marketing plays into emotions. Oh, absolutely. For better or for worse, might I yes. add. Like yes. Pe- pe- marketing is used in ways that mm-hmm. awakens emotions within mm-hmm. people in ways that are manipulative and mm-hmm. and I would call immoral or or not ethical. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. But the best marketing in its truest form is an, is awakening an emotion within, yes, and absolutely. and then not just the emotion, but then somebody like gives you money because yeah. they feel something. Yes, it's yeah. so hard for somebody to convince you, like Freddie, you need to give me money for mm-hmm. this. It's yeah. Like, no, I've worked hard for this mm-hmm. money. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to get somebody to exchange money for something uh, of value, and that's absolutely. what marketing is. It's yeah. expressing the value of something. And yeah. saying, hey, give us money for this really awesome yeah. thing that we have. Absolutely, yeah. And I think, you know, to um, when you are able, the, the thing that's so beautiful about whether that's music, marketing, branding, design, whatever you want to, video, photo, any of those mm-hmm. mediums, what's so beautiful about those things is that the way when you are so intentional with it, you can bring out the craziest things out of people whether that's good or bad, right? Um, for me, I would hope that most people do it for the good. Um, right. That That's my case, at least. Um, you know, I I never want to write a song that just, like, makes someone feel ter- like a terrible person. Um, I want to write a song to make sure that people can relate to it and and can say, oh, yeah, like, like how am I – how whatever I'm producing – how can I add to someone's story? That's like what I'm about. Um, so I think, yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to separate the marketing thing from all the, all of those mediums. Um, yeah, it's it's a weird thing to think about, but a fun thing to think about at yeah. the same time. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm caught up on the idea mm-hmm. of um, how one song or one painting can speak to different people in different ways, like regardless of, and I love, I love that, you know, someone might approach you and say like, Hey, like this song Mm -hmm. impacted me in this way in your mind. You know, you might think like you mentioned, like that's not, that was not my intention. You know, obviously you're not Mm -hmm. like, Hey, like that's, you misunderstood it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) Sure. Um, And I think that's, what's really awesome about it. And so cool is that, you know, depending on their path in life and their story, can Mm -hmm. meet them where they're at and speak to them in a way and, um, hopefully sure. add value to their life in whatever way, you know, whether it was intentional or not mm-hmm. um, in that specific way. Um, it's really cool. Yeah. I, I always like to think about how um, 
one last thing on like music like music is so powerful that um and not just music but other mediums too but they can make you time travel you know like it's a weird thing to think about like when i hear um when i hear a certain song it makes me think about um, like there's a song called Riser by this songwriter, songwriter named Steve Mokler. Um, when I hear that song, I'm immediately like picked up off the air, off the ground and into the air and transported to my first dance with my wife. Right. Like that is something powerful. Or when I hear like a church or worship song, a certain one, it reminds me of like how my faith started or, you know, something like that. And, and I think, um, that's what's so mysterious and beautiful about art forms like music. Um, and some of it is kind of just like there for commercial things. Right. Of course. Um, but I think, you know, like what happens when, you know, someone from an older generation hears something from Frank Sinatra, you know, or Sam Cook or, you know, Aretha Franklin, like where they morphed to, because I I would love to know, you know. So, I think that's really cool. That's very cool. Yeah, um, I, I know exactly what you mean by yeah. it. it takes you to a certain place in time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also kind of think about um, people who introduced you to that music. It kind of you know you associate that music yeah. or that band that song for sure with that person who might not be here with you anymore. Yeah, um, it's yeah. just so cool. Yeah, it's crazy. Or like listening to those songs in middle school that you listened to when this girl didn't like you oh, like yeah. if you turn on those ones are mm-hmm. are very f- funny sure. powerful to me like if i turn on all american rejects i immediately feel sad <laughs> again yeah because i'm like oh my gosh, oh my swing, gosh. swing swing but, but yeah. you don't mind at the same time it's interesting you don't mind or at least i don't when i hear those sitting in that moment mm-hmm. right right like it, it might yeah. not be a a pleasant time or a mm-hmm. fun time but it's it's strange that like I'm, I want to sit here and linger mm-hmm. in this moment for sure. Um, I don't yeah. Know. Like I, I always wonder like, you know, if I said, okay, Hey guys, think of the song sugar. We're going down swinging fallout boy. Where do you go to? I go to high school driving around our, our little town and just screaming our faces off the whole song. You know, like, that's what I think of, right? I'm behind so. my drum set. Come on with boom, it. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's it's crazy. So, um, Yes. Yeah, Man. it's good stuff. So I think in, in all of this, what I was thinking of this morning about this question, I think music moves people to action mm-hmm. uh, in a very powerful way. Yeah. And I think the best marketing moves people to action. For sure. And in, in a very powerful way. Yes. Uh, where, where they're happy. Mm-hmm. They, they feel more fulfilled taking that action. For sure. And, yeah. and I think that's marketing at its best, mm-hmm. is moving people to action. Awakening something within and moving people to action. That's good. Uh, is, is the best of music and, and the best of marketing. Yeah. And then to go back to where you say you, you find inspiration or you, you mm-hmm. encourage these young creatives to go on their five-minute walks, yeah. to listen to a song is a, a suspension of everything else that's going on in mm-hmm. life. Yep. And that's when things awaken within. For sure to see something that makes you take an action there's mm-hmm. there's some sort of a suspension of everything else going on yeah, when you engage with a really great ad mm-hmm. so the super bowl is when all, like the best of the best ads come out sure, yeah. and people are they suspend everything 
else around them. Like yep. the football game comes back on mm-hmm. and all the action resumes. Yep. Uh, but in the room, if, if there's a good add-on, yeah. people stop mid-sentence and they're just like, like watching the TV. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and the, it's a beautiful thing. Yep. Uh, so suspension of everything that's going on, mm-hmm. something awakens within, and we're moved to action. That's so good. Music and marketing. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I think that ties up our, our music correlation there. Uh, well done, Evan. You tied that well together. <laughs> uh, Patrick, did you have any other questions on that? I've, I've got a question about you being an Enneagram too and helping oh, people. Man. But Here yeah, we go. I, I do have a question. I'm not sure if it makes sense. So you guys tell me if, if I'm just going off on a tangent here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one thing I've always kind of heard about music is it's, it's just a recreation. So like, you know, mm-hmm. the same chords, same notes. Sure. Um, same thing within. Like, are we? Are you just constantly recreating? Um, based on, like, I, I'm trying to tie it back to like inspiration too, and mm-hmm. um, so it's like recreating. Like, are you ever creating anything new? Sure. I guess that's yeah. the question. That's the big yeah. question I'm Absolutely, thinking in yeah. my mind. Is like, mm-hmm. is it always just recreating? Mm-hmm. Um, or are you are you ever creating anything brand? new mm-hmm. um in a sense does that make like absolutely make sense no i know exactly where you're headed towards, same thing so, in design yeah. i'm thinking in design yeah. too like is it are you ever mm-hmm. making a new creation yeah, yeah or yeah. are you just always recreating mm-hmm. yeah so for me in my own opinion um i think it depends on the kind of life that you're living um there, there's there's like very easy ways to to answer it where it's like well yeah I want the easy way I yeah, want the, like I want yeah. the in depth way um, <laughs> but like you know like with pop music it, it is you kind of have the same chord structures you have the same progressions you have the same song structures even um, but I think like uh, rules are eventually meant to be broken and uh, so like one one thing for me is like who's gonna be that artist or songwriter or whoever that's gonna like be brave enough to break that mold um so for me in pop music and i'm getting a little nerdy here with pop music but like um so you think about some of the bigs from the 2000s so like Katy perry and you know um taylor swift and and all that fantastic um but then you think about some of the newer kind of Um, songwriters and artists who are breaking through in our generation right now, like Julia Michaels or um, Shawn Mendes or Louis Capaldi, they're doing things that are, that are kind of bending the rules of pop music in a way. And I think um, the reason why I say, I mention all that is because I think if you are living your life just as like, I'm just going through the motions and I'm, you know, sitting here doing another logo is probably just going to look like another line icon or, you know, like something like that. It's going to be minimal, whatever. Um, if you're not doing anything to push yourself and to push the boundaries a little bit, then, yeah, you're not going to create anything new um, or original. And original is a little hard because you're right. Like when you go back to music, it's like, oh, yeah, well, like you could argue that one song that Elvis did is the same chord progression as this new pop song. Um, But I think I would argue that it's not that uh, that pop artist took it from Elvis. Um, I think it's just that um, 
there are certain there are techniques and there are things that work that we know that work right so um there are techniques in design that we know work um we know that if you are if you get super cluttered and super um like crazy with your logo design it may not be a timeless thing right it may last Mm -hmm. for like a year or two um but if you go for something a little more classic and timeless and you're you're using a timeless font um like futura then you're gonna you're probably gonna have that logo for a while right and so but i think what you have when you hone in on those techniques and you know those techniques well then you can push the boundaries a little bit and say oh we're gonna bend this a little bit you know that's where i believe it gets original and new um, because everyone uses acrylic paint every p- artist and painter uses paint but it's like how are you going to use it and so for me if you're too scared to go out of the boundaries that you've set around yourself you got to get over that you got to start being brave and like not be afraid to take some risks you know um so like if if you're a if you're a designer out there if you're offering um your clients five options for a logo i would challenge you to do two because that might actually open up some creativity in your life because you're going to be a little more like limited um you probably shouldn't be doing five options because that's a lot um but we'll, we can get in that if we need to but <laughs> uh, but like yeah i think um for me if you're too scared to to push the boundaries and, and try new things then you're not going to be original you're just going to be going on pinterest hoping you find some sort of thing that you kind of like and you kind of want to like morph that and right you know so um that's where i would say is plagiarism <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's the other spectrum like yes side. for sure there's a spectrum yeah. yeah i'm i keep going through star wars you kept saying fear or or, or, or if you're scared yeah. oh come on star and wars fear let's go. and anger mm-hmm. you know lead to these dark places yes within us so mm-hmm. uh if fear or anger is continually guiding your decision making mm. or, or where you're going in life yes uh, you're headed to the dark side yes uh, that's right so it, i just got but, chills but <laughs> you i think that applies to kind of what you're saying mm-hmm. like don't make decisions based off of fear and, no. and i would add don't make decisions based off of anger yes but also you can't get rid of the the darkness within you you mm-hmm. can't get rid of fear and anger it, yes. it's how you respond to them it, it's correct how you, yeah uh awaken to the mm-hmm. reality uh, realities within you sure uh, yeah and then i have more thoughts on that but i think mm-hmm. i, I want to segue uh to the enneagram thing all right because because we i think this we could, could be do a whole, whole other episode <laughs> on, on the music and, and everything yeah. okay so you mentioned you were a people person. Yep. Uh, we had lunch together. You're like, mm-hmm. I love people. You've, you've talked about this. Yep. Mining for gold mm-hmm. within people. If you could help everybody in the world with one thing, mm. what would it be? So if the, fill, in the, fill in the blank on, my name is Freddie, and I want to help people mm-hmm. do, be, see, know, yeah. feel, taste, smell. What, you know, what is it that you would help everybody yeah. do? I mean, I just, I just hear the word help, and as an Enneagram too, I'm like, ooh, 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 where can I help? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, to be honest, if, if I was just fully transparent, I, I think when I think back throughout my life, I don't think I would know that. Um, if you asked me this five years ago, I don't know if I would know the answer to that. Um, but I think because of what I've talked about and who I am, uh, 
I think it's it's two things. Um, we'll go like the one one answer is I I just want to help people know who they are and to help them thrive in what they're doing. Um, and so that's why I actually love ministry and that's why I'm in ministry is because whether or not you're a creative, um, there is something in your life that makes you tick, that makes you come alive, right? That makes you truly thrive. And I just want to see people thrive because when people are thriving, they make the world a better place, right? Um, but um, the, the second thing would be, um, I think I, I also just like love to help people if they feel stuck, if that makes sense, whether that's stuck with a certain struggle or stuck with um, anything really. Um, for a lot of creatives out there, um, I think the thing that people get stuck in a lot is like comparison. Um, and I, I was stuck in that place for a long time. Um, I mean, I do everything that I chose to do professionally. Um, it can all be critiqued. It can all be, there's always someone better that does it better than you. Um, literally every single thing I've done professionally, photo, video, graphic design, music, all of it. It's like, well, yeah, of course Ed Sheeran's better than me. Like, <laughs> you know, he's Ed Sheeran. Um, but like, uh, but um, if I can, if I can help people come out of those little black holes, then, um, then to me that's success in life because yeah. then they can go on and thrive and figure out who they are and live out of that. So, hmm. yeah. Everything that you've said in this podcast, I continue to sum up with awaken something with yes for sure and it's i loved what you said i i don't know that i would have answered that but now mm. i think I, I can't think of a better answer for helping everybody in the mm. world know who they are yeah because it's a really difficult mm -hmm. thing to do and whenever that thing is whenever the surface is scratched yeah of who you are mm -hmm. It's, it opens the door to a new yes. reality. Yeah, for sure. So it awakens something within. Yeah. And that's I really good. think that that's a cool answer. Mm -hmm. Thanks, man. And I would steal that answer now. That would be... Go for it, yeah. please. Oh, the last thing, the last less serious thing is I would just help the world make better coffee. <laughs> so... <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yes. What, I'm not a the, snob by any means. I don't want to put that out there, but Well, I, yeah. you're totally a snob because you just yeah. said better coffee for the I'm just Sure. Kidding. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> to a certain degree, I'm not There's um, a scale of snob yeah, coffee. Yeah, it's probably. not like pretentious, you know. How was the like, coffee we served up today? It's pretty good. I don't I don't, I don't know, know what you did, it is. but it's pretty good. Could yeah, be I'm better. Is it poor? There's six ways you yes. can make it better. Uh, no, for me it's it's uh it's like with coffee, so a fun fact about me. I was in specialty coffee for three and a half years and so so you know way more about coffee than I knew, the average I know, person yeah i know way more than i should um and so i had the the honor of being trained through atlanta's counterculture um coffee training facility and that was a blast for me um but coffee is just one of those things where it's it's no longer just like this caffeine thing it's it's like no i just I just enjoy it a lot, like, um, and it doesn't help that a lot of my friends are in the coffee world. So, um, yeah, I just like it a lot. 
Nice. So, nice. Yeah. What's your favorite coffee? Ooh. You need to pick one. Oh, man. That's okay. We're going to get a little nerdy here. Okay. okay. So when you're, you, you're proving yeah, that you're yeah. uh, what uh, my <laughs> definition of a snob is not a <laughs> negative thing. It's just somebody who knows a ton about coffee. So continue. Yeah, I don't, get nerdy I, don't on. I don't like to force it on people. Sure. Um, sure. That makes sense. That makes sense. Cause I mean, I'll, dude, cause sometimes like some days I'll just walk into a, like, I want to walk into a waffle house, order my all-star meal and just drink their coffee. Because there's nothing like being in a diner and drinking a coffee when you're eating some eggs and bacon, right? Um, I think I'm going to have Waffle House for lunch now. <laughs> come on. That sounds great. Uh, but I also think there is, um, you know, just like we would nerd out about marketing and branding. Like, I think everyone nerds out about something. And so with coffee, you know, you have oftentimes when you think of like your roasters. So let's a local roaster, shout out, Valor. Um, Valor just down the street. Um, what's great about them is that they offer, when you look at their bags, they offer different types of coffee, right? And that's usually determined on where they were grown. Um, and so uh, you, you have single origins is what most coffee shops would call that if it's from one specific region, so Ethiopia or Colombia or wherever that is. Um, and then sometimes you'll have roasters who will blend, you know, two or three different coffees, which is always really fun to do. Um, but I love the, um, personally, I love single origin coffees because it's just like, I, I, maybe I'm a purist, I don't know, but like having it in its purest coffee in its purest form as possible is like so fun. So a single origin for me would be, I love Ethiopian coffees because they tend to be not just the way they're grown, but the way they're processed. Um, they tend to have a little more bite to it, so it's a little more acidic. So you might like that because I heard you mention that you like your kombucha a little more acidic. <laughs> uh, but like, so yeah, a little more acidic, sometimes a like lighter body than, you know, some like Kenyan coffees tend to be like heavy, full bodied. Um, and so that's kind of like how nerdy I'm getting here. But <laughs> but yeah, Ethiopian coffees. Uh, but specifically, if we're talking coffee shops around here. Yeah. Love me some Valor Coffee. Shout out. Okay. Um, and if you're talking Atlanta, uh, East Pole. East Pole Coffee is one of my favorite coffees in Atlanta. So shout Sweet. out to East Pole. Awesome. Yeah. There you go. Patrick loves working from coffee shops. So it's a good thing. I love coffee. I don't know much about the specifics of sure. coffee or different types of coffee, but I know I love coffee and I love I love the atmosphere yeah. in a coffee shop. I love the, the aroma, the smell. Nothing like that. It. Just the, the people that come in. The people in. coming um, in and out. Yeah. yeah. There's an energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are getting stuff done. Yeah. Productivity, focus. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. There's Yeah. There's mm-hmm. a lot around it. That, it's a good time. Yeah. I think yeah. that's a good way to put it. I like the energy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So a question, I'm, I think that's going to be on the end of every podcast. This will be the first okay. first time I'm asking it. We'll Let's see if it, it makes its way into future ones. Yeah. Why is marketing important? Ooh. Why is it important? Um. Besides the obvious of you got to sell somehow, you know, (laughs) you got to sell something, um, whatever product or service you're doing. Um, to me, it is marketing is like, marketing is like the vessel that like helps manage your relationships, um, with your clients and your stakeholders. So, um, I think, again, and this is why you guys now know I'm a people person, um, 
if you're not doing anything to manage those relationships um, or or even like if you're not marketing, you're not giving yourself a chance to enter into people's lives at all. Right. So if you're not posting anything on social media, it's kind of an issue, you know, especially if you've got a company going. Um, but I think for me, it's it's definitely about, again, the relationship, um, because once you get those people in as stakeholders, what are you doing to manage that relationship? Um, so if you have people who are fans of your product or service or company, whatever that is, your brand, what are you doing to to keep that relationship going? You know, like it, like for a perfect metaphor to me is if I'm not dating my wife regularly, if I'm not taking her on a date regularly, um, then our relationship's going to suffer because we're not having time to ourselves. We're always just having interrupted conversations with our toddler, <laughs> right? Like, but like if you're if you're doing stuff like making really fun, creative content um, on social media, or you're doing something like this where you're offering some sort of value, like a podcast, um, then what what are you doing? Why are you doing a product or a service, or why did you start the company? Um, if you're just kind of like happy with not it growing, okay. Um, but if you want it to grow, you need to do that and you need to keep the relationships. So um, starting new relationships, managing them, keeping them um, and not ending them is what you want to do. So that's why marketing is important. Love it. Yeah. Thanks again for listening to the Uplink Marketing Podcast. To learn more about Uplink Marketing, visit uplinkmarketing.com. This episode was edited by Ben Seegers.